Welcome to the show and a good Friday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 p.m. on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Of course, tonight we are only on till 8 p.m. because of uh, the SEC basketball tournament, Georgia basketball. Uh, we have to, like, make good is what they say in the business. It's a make good. So we have to make good with Sean Hannity from uh, 8 to 9. So I apologize. You're only getting an hour of the Mark Aram Show tonight. But... What an hour it is. Coming up uh, next half hour, actress Jane Seymour. You know Jane Seymour, right? From Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, uh, Wedding Crashers, Kitty Cat, Kitty Cat. Yes, all right. Not impressed is John. Um, and <laughs> Joe Montagna from Godfather Part 3. Also not impressed. Um, our first guest who is not impressed with our next two guests is he's the punchline this weekend. Comedian extraordinaire John Heffron joins us on the Mark Aram Show. Jonathan, good to see you, my friend. Thanks so much for having me. I didn't know if I was supposed to talk while you were doing that intro. That's why I was just staring. Now I know what it's like to be a, a comic on stage and get uh, crickets. You yeah, well, I didn't know. Right. I didn't want to jump in and go, oh, I love her. I like that guy. And you're like, I'm cutting a promo because I'm leaving here early. And now can you not be in it? Cause, so so you, that's why I was okay. just staring at But you. you've heard of Jane Seymour. I, I've heard of everybody that you said. Joe Montana. Yes. Yeah. He hosts Joe Montana yeah. hosts a, a gun show that I midnight, that I uh, not midnight run. He, uh, he has some show on CBS now, mm. Murder in Court. I don't know what it is, but you'll find out in a little bit. Yeah, because I'm gonna listen because I'm excited exactly. about those two guests. How have you been, man? I am doing wonderful. Uh, woke up this morning, and uh, usually uh, the, the the higher ups, yeah, of the punchline, yeah. What they do is they go and they pick up the comedian, correct. And then they drive them to all the yeah. press. But they give I've, you like the, the first class I've treatment. reached a level of uh, divorced parents where I become latchkey, where they just tell me. They send you, a car. Could you just, no. They don't even just send show a car. Up. I got texted the address here. You've and, this. And uh, like, get, you get there however you want. We'll st- we, we're done with you. Yeah. It's, you're so on your own. So, yeah. So then, yeah. so then I woke up. And then this is uh, a debut shirt that I'm wearing of uh, Sade the Beautiful. Singer. Beautiful. I bought it off of one of those sites where people just kind of make shirts. Yeah, yeah. And I put it on, and I was like, because I love her. She has a new album out, or I a new did song not know out. That. Wrinkle of Time okay. from Disney. And it's out. With the new movie. With the new movie. Yeah. So I walked into your, I, I made it through your door, and you, you have to go by two people that are the front desk. Front folks. desk. Yeah. And one of uh, the girls was so excited. She goes, is that Aisha? A-? She goes, Aisha goes, is that a Sade shirt? And I go, yes, it is. <laughs> and then she goes, I wore mine yesterday. And then we completely bonded. And we talked, about our, we talked about our favorite Sade songs. And then she Snapchatted me, which shows you how uh, popular I am with the youth. Can I ask you a question? Sure. So you bought that on one of those T-shirt sites. Yes. Sade, who is amazing. She's not going to see a penny of that, right? I don't think so. Isn't that weird? Well, because, you know, she has stuff at, uh, like, stores at the mall now. Yeah. Like like shirts. Yeah. So, yeah, there's no way it, it's not. It, that drives it's me not crazy. Licensed. Because, you know, uh, that when they now were- Now make me feel bad that I wore no, this no, shirt. No, no, it's not on you. Because... It's, it's on the industry. President Obama, they were selling commemorative President Obama plate. Yeah. You know, the picture of the president, the- you know, Frank, Franklin Mint, forty nine ninety five. You get the yeah. But President Obama doesn't get any dime out of that. Yeah, yeah. Especially, yeah, especially if you're the president. I wonder how that works if you're president. If you're, are you like public domain? I guess because I'm, I'm pretty is sure Trump's gonna be mad if that's the case. I know cause, cause exactly. All these people can. Well, he probably like any entertainer. 
like you trademark your likeness. Well, he's got Make America Great is trademarked, I'm sure. But no, but like even let's say just pick a singer, your favorite band. But if somebody starts making shirts of that band you know, concert tee. Exactly. I have a friend. He's in a he's a comic who who's in the t shirt business. He yeah. makes some awesome retro shirts. Oh, I need to talk to him then. Yeah, he does. So, but it's just from all like his thing is he he goes to cities that have like bars and stuff that aren't anymore. But like a whole like when you were in your twenties, there might have been some bar. The that, nightcap. Yeah, right. The nightcap. Yeah. I don't know if it's still like burned this. down. Yeah. So, yeah. But, so he would make a shirt that was like the nightcap. I think I've seen his stuff yeah, on Instagram. Yeah, so but every once in a while, like he'll do one that there still exists, but you know exists. Yeah, yeah. And but the worst that happens is is you get a letter saying you have to stop, stop, don't doing sell it. that shirt. Yeah, but I want to get Mark Aram show T-shirts made, but I'm just. I've How about this? How about this? Like yeah. I know. I'm going to find Sade online. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know if she's active online. She puts out a song every nine years. Yeah, exactly. And if she has, uh, like, uh, I would somehow give, find a way to give her three bucks. <laughs> three. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, not even. Like, when you, well, I don't know if you know about the, the ins and outs of, of the likeness and the merchandising um, part of that. Nobody's one. making fake John Heffron shirts. Not yet. You know, not yet. So. Um, but it's it's you get pennies. I mean, literally pennies. So like if if uh, I had I signed a deal making T-shirts for Walmart, I would get a half a cent per shirt. Right. Or whatever. It's like minuscule. The licensing rights. That's yeah. what I'm trying to think of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse me. Um, the, so, the stealing of that stuff is the thing. Like even you know online when when people pass just those like pictures around that are like you know the funny gift, the memes. Like, yeah, the yeah. memes that uh, I've seen. M- Parts of my act that are just comp- me, and I'm not even crazy, crazy famous. Yeah, that are just ripped off. Yeah, and the thing has, you know, it's the downside. hundreds of millions of shares yeah. and stuff, and nobody quotes. They're called like comedy aggregators, yeah, or, or something. And no, it, it drives annoying. me. But they're, they're now they've they've been called out enough by the by comedians to the point where I think uh, the aggregators will give credit to whomever. Yeah, but the people it. who just do the, the yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what, what are you going to do? Annoying. That happened to me on Monday or Tuesday. So uh, we had a huge water main break here. Mm-hmm. Won't affect the punchline, by the way. No. You, plenty of fresh water at the punchline this yeah, weekend. Yeah. You can see John there uh, tonight and tomorrow. Sunday, too? Uh, no. Tonight and tomorrow. Huh. Tickets available at punchline.com. So we had this huge water main break, and there was no water in all of DeKalb County, which is a huge county. Million people. No water because of one water main break. Hmm. And Waffle House went into emergency mode, and they had their uh, no water menu. They have a menu ready for when they have no water. So I tweeted out a picture of that, and it went crazy, got retweeted. But so many people stole it, just stole yeah. my picture, and then retweeted it on themselves. It's it's annoying. I it dri- Yeah, it drives me crazy, and it's one of those things where as a comic you have to look and go, okay, what parts of my act can do this? Yeah. And then do it first is kind of the only like way. Like you don't have enough things to worry about as a, as a comedian. Yeah, because then people think you, like, BuzzFeed rips off. Yeah. Like, I remember I did a bit where it, it was it was oh, 100 years ago about mom haircuts, and your mom used to use the scissors to cut off dog poop, and then you'd use, <laughs> I mean, I'm hacking up the bit, but then yeah. you'd use those same scissors to uh, open up those ice pop, um, <laughs> otter pops. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then it was when Batman came out, and then I, w- and I would talk about how those otter pop, had like the sharp edges, yeah, and you would just cut your mouth exactly like you need them. I, and then when when Batman came out a hundred years ago, I would go, you know, 
That's how, like, uh, Joker said, you want to know how I got these scars? It was the the Otter Pops. Pops. It was a whole thing, right? <laughs> yeah. That meme is still going around really? with hundreds, and it was just somebody at my, like, God. show who just, like, that's not one of those things that are, like, so, oh, that's random. Everybody thought of that. No. Karmically, you're fine with the Sade shirt. You have enough coming to you, karma-wise, because your stuff's yeah, but I, up. Yeah, or... but I shouldn't pass it along. Well, Let's you're... just assume we don't know. Maybe, maybe but like, why? Should, I would police that if you went to that website and saw all the cool prints and yeah. stuff all day long. You could be shutting that down. Yeah, absolutely. So. Just got a whole team. Yeah. Uh, John Heffern in studios at the Punchline this weekend. Tickets available online at punchline.com. I don't want to freak you out, but I had a dream about you last night because I knew I was going to interview you today. It was not, nothing sexual or anything, okay. but uh, you and I were on a basketball team, a professional basketball team. Awesome. I don't even know if you play basketball. But uh, only in your dreams, you were you were lighting up the three point line. I mean, I like this one. This is better than the dream I had last yeah, night. So bo- yeah, I mean, you were just, just like any day. shot you took from deep, bam. And the uh, the in studio, the in arena announcer is Ryan Cameron, who does the announcing for the Atlanta Hawks. And he he kept saying, and, and, and I woke up thinking that's a really cool announcer name. And he'd be like, John Heffron four three. And I'm like, wow, that's like a really cool announcer name. Like, you should be a professional athlete, I guess is what I was trying to say. Oh, John, like for for people, I'm just trying to analyze the dream. I don't I, know. I, I had a dream with numbers in it, too, last night that yeah. I like, and a song, like okay. a song that I was like trying to make a hit. And when I woke up, I was like, that's a legit a hit, uh, <laughs> a, a song. And then it like, I forgot it like yeah. the second was I in your dream, though? You were not. Oh, all right. Well, I guess yeah, you were no at, at a basketball game <laughs> uh, watching, you know, because you're in dream world. I can be in a couple places at once. I, I, Here's what I remember about a dream. I was in some, uh, I was at like a, in Vegas okay. at my buddy's place in Vegas. So he's a legit guy. So he, that wasn't a fake thing. Yeah. His penthouse thing is legit. Okay. I was trying to convince my sister that we should buy one of these just on the Condos. strip and Airbnb it or just for an investment. Yeah. So there was nothing weird about the dream. Sure. You know, sometimes they're like crazy. Other yeah, ones are like, this is, the- is, is this real life? Yes. So you don't know. Then some other girl comes in that, that I don't know. And she's like, oh my God, I'm into camping. <laughs> and then I go, what? She goes, well, I went to the Edamame Federation. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. And it was a scam. Yeah. It was a guy with, with shady bags of money. And then. <laughs> I got to write that down. He. Edamami Federation. Yeah, Edamami Federation. And then he was trying to sell me camping trips. <laughs> so I bought two camping trips um, so I could leave and whatever. So then I just, I woke up and there's some other like randomness. Um, where did the, Where did you become the songwriter in the dream though? That was like earlier. Like oh, I had right. the, had the song because I've been working on a song uh, in Vegas. Yeah, and so I don't even know. Is there an Edamani Ed, Edamame Federation? If there is, I would be careful because I somehow got a sign from from somewhere that it might be a little shady. But I'll tell you what I'm going to do and right now. And if it's on Four Three Street, <laughs> Four Three Street, right, or something like that. All like right. what yeah. I'm going to do uh, during the break, I'm going to go online and make Edamame Federation T-shirts. <laughs> so if, in case there's not one, we can at least cash in. Right. Because that sounds like a legit organization. And people love edamame. 
Yeah, why would there not be a federation? Yeah, or, exactly. or, or, or an association yeah. or an org? No, federation or, is stronger. Yeah, yeah it is. Council? Right. <laughs> John, hang on one more segment. Sure. All right, John Heffer, he's at the Punchline this weekend. Uh, it shows tonight and tomorrow. Tickets available online at punchline.com. Hang tight. Uh, we'll be right back. It's the Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show. Welcome back. Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show. Only with you uh, for an hour tonight. Coming up next half hour, actress Jane Seymour, actor Joe Montagna, in-studio comedian John Hefford, who uh, I've heard through the grape go- grape, grape vi- Let's should I do the whole thing over again. Three, two, one. Welcome back. Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show. Only an hour tonight, but that's okay. Coming up next half hour, Jane Seymour, Joe Montagna in studio right now. Comedian John Heffern. He's at the uh, Punchline this weekend. Will I be able to uh, purchase your new album at the Punchline tonight, my friend? Yes, um, I do have copies. Okay, that was kind of hard. Like with my, by the way, it debuted number one on iTunes and number three on Billboard. I just want to say, very proud what? of thing. John Heffern, the laughs you deserve from the seventies, eighties, nineties, and today. <laughs> That's fantastic. Is the name of the album. Uh, is this? Is this? Uh, and you can get it on it. Spotify. You can get it anywhere you would stream music. It's everywhere. Uh, Apple Music. Apple Music. It's Do you there. get paid if I listen to that on Apple Music? About as much as Sade makes off of this shirt. <laughs> so see how it all just kind of swings back around. I hear if it you. Gets, yeah, but it, it's pennies. Okay. It's literally pennies. So it helps you out if I buy it on iTunes? That's or, the... you know, what, or stream it. I don't ever. Okay. It's not, you know. Well, the mean... money of me selling the CD or my digital download after the show, that's money my wife doesn't know about. So that's like you. important money. I got you. You that's, know, that's even if the, it's a uh, few bucks. That's where I really make it. That goes into the edamame fund. That's yeah. into the federation, which um, the dues are crazy. I got to ask you this question because I... Um, I don't even know if you watched the show, but it was the season finale of season two of Crashing on HBO. Do you watch that show? I've watched some of it, not uh, not enough to follow the through line. Uh, I just get jealous when I watch like that show. Do you? Because uh, I see all my comic friends that are then, on there, and then I get m- not mad. That would be wrong. That I don't have a comedy click because all those guys are all just friends and well, hang out with each other. That was that was my question because. Like, he's got all the New York comics basically yes. on this show, and then you have the, all the L.A. comics. Do you have, like, a, no. a pack like that? No? I mean, Why is that? I'm like uh, the guy from Kung Fu. I just—, just, I just w- Carradine? Yeah, Carradine. <laughs> I just grab, like, after I'm my third show on Saturday here, I just I have a stick with yeah. clothes on the end of it, and I just tip my hat. At Marcy, yeah. at the punchline, and I just start walking to my next to your city. Next gig. Yeah, that's kind of the, the life. So you're like I an live. outsider, listening to Sade yeah. as I leave, eating edamame. Do you do you feel bad that you're not in like that scene or the LA scene or? It's not jealousy because they're all friends. I just didn't start comedy that way. Yeah. Like I didn't start in a big city where you had like a freshman class sure. of, of people. Chicago, second city. Yeah, I was always thing. like from Detroit. Then I moved to Chicago, but that scene was kind of over. Yeah, and then. Lay and then just kind of traveling by myself. Yeah. So I don't. I really like the show, though. I, but I, I, yeah, and I, I don't get ever get to hang um, or anything. I had a great conversation last night with Chris Tucker. Came saw to that. the show, very cool, and uh, sat with him afterwards. Super cool guy. Like never. What met did him. he eat at the diner? We didn't eat anything, oh, right. and I was starving. <laughs> so we sit down, and he's with a buddy, and we're just having a great like not business talk, but it was just yeah. like a. 
industry. It was, it was like a cool, higher-level talk that I know. Like, usually you work with, like, an MC or a feature, some young kid. Yeah. And they ask you kind of the same questions, and you can't complain about stuff because they would love to be These in a couple your of position sitting down to have your problem. Sure, so sure. they don't – there's no empathy there. So it was just a great – but I was starving in the vibe. Like, I'm like, do I want to be the guy who's just, like, picking out eating? Yeah. I should have been. You wouldn't doubt eat. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? So I should absolutely. have. So we had we had nothing. And then the second he left, I, I ate grilled cheese yeah, and tomato soup like I cheese. was nine. Tuna melt there is really good as well. You never get sick of grilled cheese. No. Not I'm hoping the Grilled Cheese Federation and the Edamame <laughs> Federation, somehow we can like co-brand. It's kind of a weird mix. The Edamame I, Federation is is shady. The Grilled Cheese Federation yeah, is yeah. above board. Got to be in the camping. That's what I don't understand. The camping connection with Edamame. It's not even a camping food. Like, why would the the Edamame yeah. Federation be a front for s- selling timeshare camping? Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It's a weird connection, or yet it's genius. I'll have a dream uh, interpreter on the show on Monday. Uh, folks <laughs> want to follow you on the internet and social media. Where can we hit you up? You can do anything by uh, at John Heffron on Twitter, comedian John Heffron on Instagram. That's what I like to push now because that's what all the kids. You are have doing. good stuff. Comedian John Heffron. Yeah, I'm a fan. On uh, Instagram, you know, you can text the word John to the number 90210, <laughs> which is totally legit. Tell me the name of the album again. The album that you can get anywhere is John Heffron, The Last You Deserve from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and today. And today. Um, always a pleasure, buddy. Thank Tickets available sir. for the punchline this weekend at punchline.com. Hang tight, news, weather, and traffic next. This is The Mark Aram Show. Welcome back. Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show continues again, only with you till 8 in the p.m. Sean Hannity is going to preempt our second hour, so uh, you only have an hour of uh, time with me, Longoria and Low-T tonight. Thanks to John Heffron, uh, comedian. He's at the Punchline this weekend. If you have a chance, definitely check him out. Really funny guy, really nice guy, um, and it's a family-friendly uh, act, so you don't, you know, if you have your, if you want to take your in-laws to the punchline. I would do it. John Heffern's a really cool guy. Tickets online at punchline.com. Um, coming up in just a second, we're going to talk to Jane Seymour and then Joe Montagna. If you, this is a serious question. If, uh, if there's somebody you want me to interview, let me know via Twitter at Mark Arum, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M, uh, or Facebook Mark Arum WSB, because I'm always looking for interesting people to interview on the show. Traditionally, Fridays, we do interviews. So, if you have any suggestions, if there's someone you want to hear from and you want to hear me interview, just let me know on Twitter at Mark Aram or Facebook Mark Aram WSB. Every Monday on the Mark Aram Show, we discuss movies. We call it Movie Mondays, and um, one of the recent topics was the most romantic movie of all time. Uh, joining us now on the program, uh, a star of many, many movies, but th- my favorite romantic movie of all time, it's Miss Jane Seymour. Jane, do you know what movie I'm talking about is my favorite romantic movie of all time? Uh, yeah, Somewhere in Time. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I love that movie. I hope you don't mind talking uh, about it. I know it was a long time ago, but that truly is my favorite romantic movie of all time. Wow. Well, you know what? Mercifully, you and millions of other people... Because, you know, the interesting thing about that movie was, first of all, it was made for very little money. It was the first movie that Christopher Reeve made after doing Superman. And it was considered a complete failure, um, both at the box office and, um, and uh, Chris Reeve was, was very, you know, sad because he, he loved the movie. And then all of a sudden the public found it and then everything turned around. So 
Um, yes, it's it's a very it's a little engine that could and did <laughs> and I, does. I, a, I can't believe that it wasn't a hit right away, and B, I, I didn't know that was uh, Christopher's first movie after Superman. That what a what a different role from uh, from Clark Kent to to that role. Yes, he used to he used to say to me when we were on the set. He said, "Well, you know, star for a day, star for a day." <laughs> I said, "No, Chris, we both love this movie. It's just really special." And unfortunately, there was um, an actors strike at the time, and we weren't allowed to publicize the movie when it came out. Plus, uh, the Blues Brothers came out at the same time, and oh. they had a much bigger <laughs> investment in that, and they were more worried about that than us. So, um, no, I'm very glad. I, I love that movie. I, I, I can, even I can watch it. I, even I cry when I watch it. That's what's scary. <laughs> I, I just hear the name Elise McKenna, and my, my knees get weak. That's how much uh, that, that movie. Oh. And, and I'm, I'm going to, a little uh, behind the scenes, that used to be like my first. If I if I started dating a girl, I would bring her over and I'd pop that in the VHS, set the set the tone, and uh, it, it usually worked pretty well. the The girls were well, usually bawling. It's interesting you say that because my daughter, when she was at Columbia University, she said, "Mom, you don't understand. That is the date movie. She said it's not the girl movie. The guys play it." <laughs> Absolutely, I, I keep a little penny in my suit pocket just to remind me of that movie. All right, let's get physical. Let's let's go to the new stuff. New original series uh, Wednesday on Pop. This sounds hilarious. Tell the folks about Let's Get Physical. Well, it is hilarious. I mean, first of all, watching um, a bunch of us wearing lycra doing the, um, you know, the old-fashioned uh, aerobics moves, you know, the ones that Jane Fonda made so famous. Um, it's um, basically the premise of the story is that the man who created uh, aerobics, and it is sort of partially true, was a, a colonel, and he created it for the armed forces, but they were not interested. They felt that the moves were a bit too feminine for them. So the army wives took it on, and then Jane Fonda made it popular. So I'm the matriarch of this um, organi- this, this uh, company, this um, you know aerobics company called um, Fitness by Force. And uh, my husband dies, and uh, the the colonel, and he leaves his legacy and what we imagine is his money and his business to his only son, who was supposed to become an aerobic champion and failed miserably and went on to become a really bad rock and roll singer in sleazy bars with a bar car and put on a ton of weight and really is as far away as you can go from aerobics. And basically he has to win the aerobics competition, the nationals, to get his um, inheritance. And uh, that is obviously a seemingly impossible task. And so he goes up against his old nemesis, Barry Cross, who now has the metrics and, you know, the, the equivalent of the ultra, ultra sort of today uh, Fitbit, you know, society of working out. And so it's, it's sort of those two cultures, and it's hilarious. And I play the mother that's constantly sort of squeezing my son's midriff and saying, wait a minute, we've got to get rid of this fat. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, world, the, the most embarrassing mother possible. And they, they give me lines to say that nobody ever thought I would say. And uh, it's hilarious because I do it with my English accent and a blonde wig, so I get away with it. We're talking to Jane Seymour on the Mark Aram Show. Let's get physical Wednesdays on Pop. Um, not to pry, no spoiler alert here, but uh, do we get to see you in the in the the leotards, the outfits of of the time? Oh yes, yes, you do. <laughs> I, I am sporting the um, the the Jane Fonda special, which would be the um, horizontal stripes, which of course are not good for anyone hiding any fat. <laughs> but yes, I am in 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 my. I wear that, and. Um, uh, yeah, and actually, um, if anyone really cares, I was actually on the cover of Jane Fonda's actual uh, pregnancy workout book. No in kidding. In striped leotard, 
very, very fat. Obviously, I was about five months pregnant at the time. So, yes. Um, so I, I come by this very honestly. I used to do do all those aerobics back in the day, and and actually, you know, they're they're pretty good. There's still some aerobic moves from from back then that I attempt to do, and I put a little thing up on online of me, you know, as the character pretending that I could still do it and realizing that certain things hurt when you did it. <laughs> That's amazing. I I, I, <laughs> I mean, but, but people don't, I mean, younger folks probably don't remember how big of a craze that was. I remember, you know, everyone insane. was doing the, uh, the, the Jane Fonda workout back then. It, it was insane. And then there's this sort of move called the dirty dog where you, you go on all fours, you know, on your knees, your hands in front and you start lifting <laughs> your, your leg up to the side. I remember doing this pregnant going, you know, there has to be something really wrong with this. <laughs> Speaking of Dirty Dog, I gotta I gotta ask you about a scene in one of my favorite movies, Wedding Crashers. Uh, oh yeah, you're Kathleen Cleary. the The infamous motorboat scene. How how did you wind up in that movie in that role, and and you just crushed it? Well, uh, it's interesting because no one ever let me do comedy. No one ever thought of me in comedy. And uh, I read this script, and I I howled with laughter. That's I didn't just laugh. I mean, I, I was. I couldn't believe how funny it was, especially that scene. And I knew I could, I could kill it. So, um, and my agent said I had to come in and audition along with countless other women. And uh, I thought, well, I can't do this. It's too naughty for the Dr. Quinn crowd. They'll, <laughs> they'll, they'll all have heart attacks. And then I read it a second time. It was even funnier. The third time, I just went, you know what? I'm an actress. It's ridiculous. I play mass murderers. So, you know, I can play this. So I went and I auditioned. And, and uh, when I did the audition... Um, I, I had to audition with, a, as one does, with another middle-aged woman who happens to be a casting director playing the other part of the... And I, I, they said, can you up the sexuality? I said, well, if you give me a hot young man to do it with, yes. So then they did, and they brought this young actor, and oh, my God. And then I thought, well, okay. So I, I did the audition, and uh, they, they pretty much hired me almost on the spot. And uh, I got teased endlessly by uh, Vince Vaughn, who kept going up to Owen before the scene and saying, you know, you're going to see more, see more. And I went, <laughs> Owen. I mean, I said, Vince, do you really think that's original? Uh, but actually, the, the brilliance of the movie is you never see anything. I mean, you think you see everything exactly. because you see it in Owen's eyes. And I, I've seen men in, aerop in airplanes, you know, going back and forward, back and forward over that scene because they're absolutely convinced at some point <laughs> they've seen me naked, but they haven't. So... Yeah, good luck with that one. What, let me ask you this. Was was the kitty cat line uh, in the script, or was that ad-libbed? Uh, no, the kitty cat line was in, but I added the the, the, the cat snarl at the end. <laughs> that, that was all me. Such such a great scene, such a great movie. Uh, Jane Seymour, I look, I look forward to uh, Let's Get Physical, 8.30 and 10.30 p.m. on uh, Pop on Wednesdays. Sounds like uh, an amazingly funny show, uh, taking us back to yesteryear. I look forward to, to watching it. Thank you. All right. Thanks to Jane Seymour. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show. Joining us now on The Mark Aram Show, an actor has been in some of my favorite movies, Three Amigos, Forget Paris, Searching for Bobby Fischer, and of course, Godfather Part Three, The Legend, Joe Montana. Joe, welcome to The Mark Aram Show. How are you, sir? I'm terrific. Thanks very much. It's, it's an honor to talk to you. I got to ask, first off, how did you uh, get cast in the legendary role of Joey Zaza? How did that happen? Well, you know, it's just, I'd love to say that there was some dramatic story, but I think all it was is I got the phone call from, you know, Coppola calls my agent and says, we want him to play Joey Zaza. But, uh, uh, you know, I had, 
I, I, I think Francis had seen my, my work on Broadway when I had done Glenn, Gary Glenn Ross back then, and um, of course that 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 just doing that play really changed my career in a lot of ways. Winning the Tony Award and the show won the Pulitzer Prize, and so it was all good. And so it was just you know I, I felt very you know obviously very fortunate to be part of that that trilogy, and um, so it was it was an exciting time. And one of the most memorable characters, one of the most memorable scenes, of course, with the with the helicopter attack in the hotel is just uh, it, it it's got to be you know. When you get that call, um, I mean, he could have offered you any part in that movie, right? You're, you're going to jump on, on on getting in on a Godfather movie. Oh yeah, I mean, obviously that that you know, the, arguably you're talking among you know the greatest movies ever made, and you talk about the whole Godfather saga. So uh, just being a part of it was a real privilege, absolutely. How, how did you wind up in uh, one of my favorite romantic comedies of all time, Forget Paris? Well, you know, back I, I, earlier in my career. I, I had this character. It started one one episode. It was the show Soap. If you remember the show Soap, absolutely. Yeah, and so I I did this one line on one episode, and they liked the character, and I kept bringing it back. I played this character called Juan One, who was this revolutionary, and uh, I did the final eight episodes of Soap, uh, and then we ended on a cliffhanger. We were supposed to even come back the whole next season, and but the show got canceled. But because of that, because of doing those eight episodes of Soap, I became uh, pretty good friends with Billy Crystal. And uh, so we, we, we maintained a relationship. And so Billy would uh, actually, he called me and asked me to do a couple other films prior, which I wasn't available for. Um, but finally it worked out with uh, 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 Forget Paris. And uh, so that's how I got involved a with that. Great movie. And I, I love the relationship between you and Billy and that. Uh, these days you are starring on the hit show Criminal Minds, Wednesdays at 10 on CBS. Uh, return of the original shows. Tell us about it, Joe. Yeah, we're back. You know, we took a little break there during the whole Olympics thing, and uh, now we've got seven episodes to finish out our season, and we'll start, you know, uh, airing them all now in a row. And so our fans will be able to see it uninterrupted through the uh, end of the season. And our last episode of the season will be episode number two hundred and ninety-nine. Wow! So that should be <laughs> that should be an interesting episode, and ho- and hopefully kick us off to a big start next season with uh, number three hundred, which is a number not many t- television shows get to get to see. You know? No, not at all. So how many how, how many episodes a season does that break down to? Well, it breaks down to anywhere between for us it's anywhere between twenty two and twenty four. We've done some seasons where we did twenty four, some that we've done twenty two. There was a strike season. Where I think one year we only did seventeen. So, but it averages right around a full a full television season on network TV is is usually about is twenty two. That's a lot of work. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. Well, well, it's thirteen. We're in our thirteenth year. With yeah. The show, so that's, so that's it, with that. It's so funny. I mentioned on on the on the show last night that I was going to be interviewing today, and uh, everyone everyone was talking about Criminal Minds. I mean, you know, young, old, middle aged. That's what they what they were like. You got to ask about Criminal Minds. Is that what you're most recognized for? I mean, you've got a long, distinguished career, but is it, when you're walking down the street, are, are people now saying, "Hey, Criminal Minds"? Yeah, that's it's pretty base. It's hard to of avoid not you know being connected with that. I mean, it's just like I said, we've been on a long time, and it's big all over the world. I mean, I've done a lot of press for the show, you know, foreign press in different countries, and I mean, proportionately, we're even bigger in some other countries. I mean, like we're we're very popular here in the United States, obviously, but I mean, we, I go to a country like France, and we're like the number one show there. At least at one time, I know we were, and uh, Japan, Australia, Germany, England. I mean, it's uh, Holland. I mean, it's the show has, has has legs, as they would call it. So it's it's 
Yeah, that, that's a strong one. I mean, I get a lot for Fat Tony from The Simpsons because I've been doing that for 27 years. <laughs> that's right, yeah. Uh, uh, Airheads, a lot of you radio guys will bring up Airheads because I played a disc jockey on that. So, uh, But it's, it's, it's all good. I've had a, uh, I've been very blessed to have been doing what I've been doing for oh, close to 50 years now. Yeah, uh, Joe, um, I'm a huge fan, really am. Uh, love the show, love the movies. Real quick, before I let you go, Searching for Bobby Fischer. Underrated, under-the-radar film, but if it's on... I gotta watch it. Uh, tell yeah. tell me your thoughts about that movie. Well, I mean, I think you're absolutely right. This this is a, room, a, a movie that I mean, uh, it, 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 everything just came together. I mean, you had the, the direction, the acting, the, the script, obviously the, the whole story. It's a beautiful movie. I mean, it got I forget. I think it was Sports Illustrated listed it as one of the ten greatest. And it's, ironically, they call it a sports movie mm-hmm. because you know chess. You could fairly say it's a sport. Sure. They list it as one of the ten best sports movies of all time. And I understand that. I really feel that. It's a beautiful, beautiful film, and I just feel very uh, proud and blessed that I had the opportunity to be in it. You know, I love that film. Yeah, it's and a lot of, you know, I bring it up, and, and a lot of people haven't heard about it, and i got to go see Searching for Bobby Fish, and they're like, oh, it's a chess No, it's it's a relationship yeah, no. movie. It's it's That's it's a right. father-son movie. the chess movie. Yeah, yeah. very good. Joe, it's been an honor. Criminal Minds, Wednesdays, 10 p.m. on CBS. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Take care, Joe. Thanks to our guest tonight, John Heffron, Jane Seymour, Joe Montaigne. Uh, we'll continue the conversation on Twitter and Facebook at Mark Aram, Instagram, uh, Mark Aram, and uh, Snapchat, Mark Aram WSB. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.